This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're back to Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Eric. Hello again. Hello. Hello. We were just giggling before we started the podcast because we were talking about all the Kyle memes <laughs> that Kyle's being sent. Like, it's, it's does this look familiar, Kyle? These, yeah. Is this a new thing? How? When did the Kyle memes take off? Because I I'm, just found out about them like yesterday. I've noticed them over the last month, yeah. and probably about every other day. <laughs> I've seen one Kyle meme um, and I'm being like tagged in it or people just send it to me personally. <laughs> so for people who don't know, the Kyle meme is basically a Kyle is somebody who likes to <laughs> oh, wear die. backwards baseball caps. Mm-hmm. They're obsessed with monster. Energy drinks. And they like to take out their aggression on drywall yeah. by punching <laughs> holes in drywall. Which I would like to say I am the outlier. I am right. not that type of Kyle, but I cannot deny that that is Have you a ever worn a backwards accurate. baseball cap? Oh, yeah. Can we call it a dick Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're not dick Kyle. You're, like, nice Kyle. Yeah, I I like being called nice Kyle. Yeah, that'll work with me. Have you ever, like, flicked drywall? Flicked drywall? No, I've... Flicked your finger on it? Yeah, like, like, testing the waters. See if if it's, like, just feels right. (laughs) No, I've bumped drywall by accident and then apologized to it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, you're not there yet, but we'll keep our eye on you. No, if I have a sip of Monster Energy drink... (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, this video is sponsored by... No, it's not. I can't have just just one. (laughs) Kyle, you can never... But yeah, no, it's just one drink. I personally, like... Cranberry Red Bull. That's my go-to energy drink. I just I've never had the flavored Red Bulls. Normal Red Bull, just I don't know. It, it, maybe it's the smell. It's so different from like Monster. I've never had Rockstar either. I've never. I've never really had I any like, of them other than I Monster like Rockstar. I don't like Monsters. The one time I tried a energy drink was right. But do you remember those running tests you had to do in high school, like the pacer, mm-hmm. and you just oh, basically yeah. ran until you back couldn't run forth, anymore? Back and forth. I decided to have a monster, or not a monster, a Red Bull uh, drink before that, because oh. I was like, I'm feeling a little sluggish. Maybe this will perk me up and I'll run. No, pain was in pain the entire time. Somehow I did all right in it still, but was just in pain the whole time. And it just, it didn't like make me more energized, but it just made me feel sick because I drank it and then like ran immediately after. So like I was just in the classroom after that and I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm hurting so much. So I never had energy drinks well, again. I don't drink uh, those type of drinks. You guys are young. And you haven't had children keep you up all night. <laughs> I discovered after having a baby that I, the newfound like amazingness of energy drinks and lot, <laughs> like, lattes. Like mm-hmm. I never liked Starbucks or City Brew or any of those like coffee places. Yeah. I never had had a latte. And then all of a sudden you're like in that zombie new parent stage where you've only <laughs> like going off like three hours of sleep and you have this baby that you don't know what to do with because you're like a deer in headlights. You don't I love how do. universal yeah. that like that is parenting so, phase is. So universal. I don't care like who you are, what yeah. age you yeah, are. Everybody goes through the same it, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hilarious. And you all discover how wonderful Starbucks is. It's kind of beautiful actually. I remember one time in the Starbucks line, I was like, I just need a latte. Like, I just need the sugar and the cream and all that. Put it in my veins. And the baby was crying in the back, and I'm with my mother, and we're try- I'm trying to reach back to comfort the baby, and I think somebody could either see me or hear the baby crying or something. 
in the car in front of me, but I remember they paid for my drink. Oh. And the wow. Car, I had a line and I just... Like, that's a new parent. I, like, this is the least I like almost cried at the window. I was like, that is so generous. <laughs> does, the sound, does the sound of like incessant crying just like become your default background noise? No. Like, um, some people can Like not tune it out, out yeah. but like... That's just you know. It's oh, like, no. Yeah, that's just that's just. Or does what it put you on edge? Be like, is that mine? Oh no, it's it's just someone <laughs> oh. else's. <laughs> I think people have different reactions, obviously. But for me, I could have totally like totally ignored crying babies in the store. Like I didn't hear them. I'd go to Target and just be in my blissful place yeah. after having a baby. If I hear a baby cry across the store, I like get tense and perk up i'm like i need to hold that baby i need to comfort that baby yeah. and it's not even my baby anymore it's just a baby doing its thing oh but just i'm a like baby crying i am so conditioned now it's like <laughs> i hear a little wham and i'm like where's that baby it's terrible <laughs> just coughs a bit you're like what oh sometimes i have to like i have to hold my husband's hand and be like Ken, there's a crying baby. He's like, it's not our baby. It's fine. And I'm Remember, like, no, it's not ours. Just, They're fine. I just feel so bad. I just want to comfort that baby. And it's not even a judgmental thing to the parents. Yeah. It's just yeah, a, no, I get an it. instinct. An instinct. It must yeah. suck when like you're at a movie and babies start crying. Oh, I, if I see a baby at a movie, I just get so like, angry with the parents. Got to just gotta back out before anything happens. I don't back out. I just think that's just so incredibly selfish. And you, you mean if it's like a... PG thirteen, well, just like a a baby yeah. baby. A what is a baby movie? gonna yeah. get from a movie at the theater? And they're loud. After the movie, I mean, the I understand. Like, oh, can't I have see a... the complexities that the character was trying to present. Well, I understand like, that you know you can't always get a babysitter and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't want to make a blanket statement, right. but it's like I just think back to Infinity War when yeah. I saw that in theaters. What it was like still in the carrying stroller yeah. case thing. Like, what? A carrying stroller case thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, that little basket there. The in. baby purse. <laughs> the baby carrier. The plastic baby purse. <laughs> the plastic baby purse. <laughs> yeah, I it takes that. up a whole seat by itself. Yeah. yeah. And that could have gone to someone important. <laughs> yeah. Theater one, we need all the room we can get. <laughs> no, um, I just, I get, I, there's just young people today want to be out and about but i didn't go to movies i didn't go out to dinner for like the first two and a half years Oof. of the boy's life like and then when and then when we finally got my first son to a point where we could go out then i had my second son and we didn't we just <laughs> didn't do it Whoops. and if we did we got a babysitter and it was very rare and just I don't think there's anything wrong with staying home for the first couple of years of your child's I feel life. Like That's you fine. Should do yeah, that. you're never yeah. gonna get those years back. No, and like, I didn't. I didn't. That nothing would possess me to take a baby to a movie. Like if I needed. Yeah. To see, no. I, I see what you're saying. Like or take it to a restaurant. Like that's my time to be out and be an adult. I don't need to bring my child to that. Do you remember your first like outing or like dinner treat after like when you could finally do it again? Um, we kept them really short. Like it would be maybe less than an hour because, <laughs> well, when you breastfeed and stuff, you're like, you're on a schedule I and know, you I need bet. to be with that baby. So like we got to get back. We're going to be getting yeah. hungry. Yeah. So it didn't, I just didn't happen very much, but I do remember when my oldest son was five months, I did go with my mother-in-law to do a real estate class because I my real estate license i like jack of all trades and i had to stay in another town for a couple days and that like killed me oh, I bet. and 
my husband is so great. He sent me pictures of my son. But they <laughs> were happened. like the most adorable pictures ever. And I'm like, why am I missing this? It was terrible. <laughs> I just meant like like your first like meal like out. No. Like when we, you could finally get away. I don't remember like that at all. But I remember like loving drive throughs Like I oh, really bet. used to drive throughs figure finding coffee. And that was like our treat in the night. We would load up the baby and go get coffees at nighttime like at like <laughs> seven o'clock it. i'm like okay we're gonna get ready for the evening this is our evening treat go get like tw- and we're gonna stay up venti, for five hours <laughs> venti caramel macchiatos <laughs> and go back and i mean watch we just wa- we watched a lot of movies oh, and try to sleep and listen to podcasts and <laughs> we did crazy. lots of stuff so so universal yeah anyways uh, where I, were, how do we go oh Red Bulls. Oh, yeah. That yeah, I, I was going to say, I love that because of the Kyle energy drink. Yeah, the Kyle, Kyle talk went to like a deep, yeah, beautiful, uh, personal uh, the story, universal truth stories about, about uh, motherhood. don't and... like vodka Red Bulls? Like, that's not oh, a... I do. I do. Well, oh, yeah, they're good. They I prefer good. vodka cranberry. But... Vodka cranberry? Yeah. No, well, I just don't. I've had a vodka Red Bull. I love vodka Red Bulls. I just have no need to drink energy drinks. Slam those Usually. In college, I was like, I had never had a caffeine buzz, but I always knew people talked about like one buzzing. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. So I like purposefully drank like three of those giant like twist off monster cans. Ugh, gross. Just to see if I and I, yeah. mean, I could feel. I'm like, oh okay. You're like, I'm feeling the buzz. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, can... I just have a really high caffeine tolerance, even though Maybe. I never really drank a lot of caffeine. I never drank a lot of soda as a kid. Same other than, actually. Other than like root beer occasionally, but yeah. I don't even think that has caffeine in it. I don't know. I think it. I don't think it does. I know mug R- root beer really? doesn't. Root beer doesn't have. I don't, I don't think it does. I think all root beers do. I think. I don't know. Maybe Barks. Do you remember that Barks has? Bite? I'm so curious now. <laughs> Is that like an advertisement? Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe that one has caffeine. Kyle's on it. Kyle's on it. Uh, no. Looks like it does not have. Oh, there we go. Caffeine. Um. Because yeah, I never so drink a lot of Coke. Some, some do tr- drink. Some do drink caffeine. So it it just oh, varies okay. on the brand, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I know Mug doesn't. I don't think A and W does. Those I'll are the two I drink the most. <laughs> yeah. No. You want me to check? I can no, do this good. all day. <laughs> so what is what, what's yeah. on, what's on oh. the menu for today? Yeah, every, the people <laughs> okay. listening are like, I want to know about Men in Black. That, aren't they talking about movies? So today, um, we're gonna get Kyle's <laughs> early reaction to Men in Black. He went and saw the early show last night. I really wanted to go see Shaft, but I came down with a really bad headache and couldn't. So I watched Shaft 2000, <laughs> which it got me in the mood for more Shaft. Um, and hey, then, I'm and sorry. We want to talk about <laughs> the Frozen trailer. So stupid. The Doctor Sleep trailer. And then, um, yeah, it looks like Amazon's going to try to do another release of the of a film similar to how Netflix released Roma. Going to pull yep. a Roma on gonna us, huh? Going to pull a Roma Limited theatrical debut and then right In to streaming. Two theaters. We love that <laughs> here. It just needs to be a, yeah. a single word that summarizes that release strategy. It's, it's going to be released in a <laughs> yeah, theater. Just like, I don't know. I th- I've I've been hearing the term uh, theatrical streaming release. Um, that's boring. It's boring yeah. and wordy. It's just like a but hyphenated just, thing. It is. Yeah. Hi- yeah, and it's hyphenated too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fun fact. Um, How about stab the theaters in the back? Yeah, it's called <laughs> betrayal. 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 The betrayal release. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, so Kyle, let's kick it off. How was Men in, Men in Black. Black International? Uh, Kyle how? just recently re- rewatched the third one. Actually, so yeah, I Men in Black is kind of ago. fresh in his mind. Kind of. I I I know I really enjoyed the first one, um, and then the second one I don't think is good at all. Uh, but the third one I just remembered like seeing it in the theater was like, hey, that was actually a pretty good time. So I wanted to see if that was still the same and. It's it's not quite the same, but <laughs> it's still enjoyable uh, for what it is, I guess. It's time travel, Men in Black, and yeah. also, hey, Men in Black's in 3D, so let's watch. <laughs> oh yeah, Will it probably Smith was in 3D. The skyscraper. Well, yeah, a lot of those effects are very like <laughs> pushing to look as 3D as possible. So yeah, it, I probably did see it in 3D. Yeah, people actually. thought it was so advanced because like oh, 3D, but without red and blue. You know, well, oh, was the, it not with the red? Oh no, yeah, no, Avatar was changed, Avatar yeah. the first one of the it first things the, that. It, I don't think it was one of the first, but it definitely kickstarted and elevated it. I think, yeah. um, the, uh, was it Clash of the Titans? or Ugh. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Or was that the one? I think that was maybe the first one. Then Wasn't there a sequel to Clash of the Wrath Titans? Of the Titans? Wrath of the Titans. Wrath of the Titans. And it wasn't oh, meant to be in 3D, but they added the 3D because yeah, it was after that's Avatar. A, that's a thing. Still then, wasn't good. No. <laughs> yeah, that's not usually a good sign. Mm-mm. I think... Was kids with what, what, Spy Kids three? Because we were talking about that earlier this week. Was oh, that red and blue three D? Oh, it totally was red and blue. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. That's I remember well. that. That was and then yeah, around that time, Sharp Boy and Lava Girl came out, and that oh was red and blue too. I remember that very okay. well. So yeah, late two thousands, I guess, is when they was when finally the ditched happened. the red and blue. Anyways, Men in Black. Oh yeah, <laughs> Men in Black. Distracted. We'll get to it eventually. Um, so yeah, uh, what were your initial thoughts on International? It's totally fine um (laughs) it's not it's not going to recapture what the first men in black movie had uh and i and i think it's never going to be able to just because the first men in black had like hit all the right notes just at the right time like it Mm -hmm. had a script that worked well for the two leads that they hired uh to make it work uh they did a lot of cast they did Mm -hmm. a lot of yeah exactly they did a lot of really good um practical special effects to help make it feel i don't know more realistic more grungy but yet it still had like a fun uh 90s action flick flavor to it like all the pieces that fell into place worked so well that was just so hard to replicate it again so i think what men in black international tried to do was like okay let's take the property of men in black let's make it feel expanded make it feel bigger just for some world building and let's instead of trying to do what was done in the first place let's at least make it more modern, more current, more of an action blockbuster type Men in Black extended universe. Yeah, um, but I don't, I don't think that quite works. Still, it, it felt for it trying to feel like a big action blockbuster that's expanding on what was originally created. It just feels so plain. It feels so uninspired. It just feels like it's very. I don't really like saying the term. It feels very corporate because obviously, like corporations are m- helping make this movie, but it really does feel like that. Like, there's no real. Did it bring up a lot of things and then like not really delve into them? Is that kind not, of the feel? Not even. It really doesn't bring up anything. It's just uh, it's just a story oh, look, that goes through the motions. Again. Yeah. Does, does it, Chris... it goes through the motions and there's yeah. no payoff for going through these motions? It's just let's just do this until we get to the end. Like it just mm-hmm. felt like that and i think it it comes mostly from the writing like the writing doesn't feel inspired from the original at all it just feels like it's trying to again feel corporate like these are the things in order to make was it kind of action movie for the summer and it it doesn't really try hard to make it feel 
personable, I guess, to make it feel like mm-hmm. it has some sort of heart to it and some type of tone or emotion or uh, authenticity to itself. It just feels so uh, plain. Is it kind of like, like a like a generic buddy cop kind of thing that just happens to take place in the Men in Black universe? Yeah, it really like obviously there's the concept of finding aliens and stuff is a very Men in Black thing, but like. Yeah, if, it, if it's, what it's, I'm saying makes really sense, not. like you, you know, take just a generic buddy cop thing, put it in the Men in Black universe. Generic buddy cop thing, put it in this universe, put it in this universe. Yeah, it really, it really is coming across as that. You're right in asking that question. Um, and there is some life to it, only because Chris Hemsworth and Tim. Temato- and Tessa Thompson, I always do that. Tessa, Tessa Tema. Thompson, Tema Thompson, um, are still good together. They still have the chemistry, but I think it's just because the content that they're given is so <laughs> not good. Not it's so not good that they're just having a hard time finding things to really uh, flesh out and be able to work off of one another. Like their chemistry still works; it's still there, but it's just the content and the writing that helps it not yeah. work as well as maybe as their chemistry did in Thor Ragnarok. Is Tessa Thompson the straight le- like the um straight man or is it Chris Hemsworth? Cuz I No, she is. She's she is. the straight one. Yeah. And I and is I Is he goofy? Is he Cuz he's he's marketed he's as like the, the greatest yeah. agent of them all, right? He's the right. greatest is that agent that's like cocky not true? and um No, that's about it. Yeah. Do, does oh. he does it really like work for chris hemsworth's um comedic chops or i feel like they downplay his comedy a little bit and where will smith was like a big personality is chris hemsworth the same hilarious in men in black yeah that's actually a very good question because you're partially right um are they both kind of straight man no no chris hemsworth is the goofy cocky um agent but he's still like the best in the business and it works to his type of comedy like they they did that mm-hmm. type of comedy that he does and it still works great um but this but it feels downplayed because i think he realizes that this isn't a good script yeah uh so normally in the moments where he does have his uh type of comedy work well in like a ghostbusters or in a thor ragnarok right. or avengers um you feel like it should work in this movie but it doesn't and that's because it goes back to its writing oh because you know in, it's downplayed because he knows that this i'm pretty sure like he knows that it's not a very good script in ghostbusters that was not a good movie like no. i didn't actually but he was he was the funniest part i thought him and um oh my favorite what's her name Kristen wig no Melissa kate McCarthy? mckinnon kate mckinnon yeah. oh, i okay. thought her and uh, kate mckinnon and him weird were, but <laughs> i loved her i love kate mckinnon though. well that movie is all improv so yeah. it's not like chris hemsworth had a bad script but, that, but that's bad. he just didn't have that's anything mostly bad improv in that movie let's be oh, real yeah, oh yeah except but, for hemsworth he's the funniest he, part he was funny and kate mckinnon <laughs> let's put her in there i love yeah, she was she was funny too uh anyway sorry i didn't yeah. mean to no um so i guess i got the impression from the trailer that he was maybe supposed to be the straight one because I just feel like he would be better. I actually, that. I actually liked what they did here. I liked yeah. that it wasn't a cocky new agent coming in and learning the ropes from the old. I actually, I actually liked the switch. It worked fine yeah. with me, and especially with Hemsworth's uh, type of comedy and how he personifies himself in most mm-hmm. movies nowadays. Like it works for his strengths. But I, once again, I think he yeah. downplays it because he knows that this is a good script. Yeah. As a side note, I saw this thing last night on Instagram that he posted and it was him as fat thor 
but he was singing <laughs> yeah. Johnny Cash. And he was had playing Johnny the guitar. Cash is hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny video. People have to check so that out. He was so depressed in it, yeah. and then it cuts to him seeing something else, and it cuts to him seeing it again, and he's just, and then he like puts his hand up to the camera, and he's like, no more, no more. <laughs> like he, and he's like dabbing tears. Did he, yeah. did he keep the fat suit? He's fat Thor in it. It's so funny. He might have. That'd or he great did it if he just set, kept that and like occasionally like. I think today I'm gonna be. I'm gonna wear my fat suit today. <laughs> let's okay. let's see what it's like to be fat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's a side note that I just I wanted to bring up to you guys. I was like, I saw the funniest video of Fat Thor last night. I do think people will end up. Not everyone will like this movie, but I think those mm-hmm. who will come to see it will end up enjoying themselves. I think you say it's a pretty harmless movie. Right. It's, it's harm. It's harmless. Uh, I think there will be jokes that land. They didn't land all land for me personally, um, but I think from the people I was around, like I did see people enjoying the humor in it. Um, oh, I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. It's just not. No, it's it's a not. great summer blockbuster, but it's not bad. I really had no. A whole I lot wouldn't of call this summer blockbuster. I know I'm like kind of ripping on it a lot, but it's really not a bad summer movie. Like there's cool well, that's special the effects. Most there's of these cool. There's there's good chemistry, but it's just most of these things are you know, fine. Yeah, it's yeah. just. People put too much weight in what the number says on, you know, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Yeah. And all that right. comes down to is people who ultimately said it was, you know, more good than bad or more bad than good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been hearing a lot more bad uh, yeah. coming out from a lot of people and critics mostly. But I wouldn't by any means call this a bad movie. Like it's plain. It's dry. Um, it's not the most entertaining thing. But I think the majority of audiences, if they do want to come to this, like they'll end up being like, oh, that was fun glad i how's the little pawnee guy yeah i didn't is, like him is he the scene stealer they think, seem to think he will be i think be. a lot of people are gonna think he's the scene stealer i didn't and that's sad because i do like uh is the voice actor Kumail, Kumail. Yeah, yeah that's camilla um we're all saying it differently <laughs> i apologize um yeah i i like that actor a lot but i i didn't think he was a scene stealer by any means oh and rebecca ferguson is wasted in this movie Aww, oh my rebecca god ferguson. that was stupid that part really made me who mad, is the but... standout if you had to what's the single best thing about this movie emma thompson but only because she's wonderful oh. in everything well this is very true yeah yeah um no there wasn't Okay. There we wasn't were, anything really stand out. Eric about and I were this. sad to find out that Emma Thompson and Liam Neeson's mm. characters don't like secretly bone in the background. <laughs> yeah. But it makes more <laughs> sense in the Men in Black lore. I know. At least what I saw <laughs> the, from Men in Black the 3. Deep, rich <laughs> no, Men in we, Black lore. We wanted them to be like. Yeah, we wanted there to be like this this tense, unspoken sexual, sexual tension I'm between her Britain. and Liam Neeson. Well, I'm from America. And then they My just branch stare. of the Men in Black's better. Yeah, but and no, then mine they just is better. Out. How are we going to settle this? by smooching yeah like men in black yeah. in black we're the men in black <laughs> oh and then of course there's there's plenty of the jokes of the men in black the men in black and oh, it's I like, bet. sure all right I mean, it's understandable but whatever yeah. those are such like little hanging fruit jokes I know. oh yeah, nowadays i feel like yeah a lot of those jokes were very wasn't there fruit. one of those there was one of those in dark phoenix right Oh God, yeah, but this one, th- th- these jokes were better. Okay, <laughs> oh, so much better. You oh know, my God, I read that they're thinking that it's gonna debut less than Dark Phoenix did. I won't be shocked. That's sad. Um, that is sad because I. What think it's is a up movie. with these summer blockbusters? Like, well, I mean, I guess Aladdin did fine, but they're not. Aladdin was pretty nothing's good. Nothing's original. Yet. Yeah, nothing's like captured. There, there no, hasn't been a thing where people just, are like. This is the now the fourth Men in Black movie. 
and yeah. the Dark Phoenix what, was years? what yeah. the fourth, like the twelfth X Men movie, but, but core X Men movie in the yeah, series, like the and fifth or sixth, and then like Dog's Journey was a sequel, and oh yeah, audiences know they catch goes, on, but it, nobody's going to the original stuff. Right, barely. which is it's their faults too. Anyway, like it's not just a studio's oh, issue; like, it's also smart. pesky no. humans. Yeah, it's so it's everyone's to blame. Like I, I love these on a side tangent here. I love these side conversations that you know some podcasts I follow or some movie critics that I follow, and they're like, "Why can there be more original stuff, or how come the original stuff isn't thriving, but reboots are?" Well, because it, it, it it's both ways too. Like mm-hmm. either people just don't go to mm-hmm. see the original stuff and. It, it, it it's not a one-sided oh no issue like they're but, they're everyone's to blame but i could see where you know when you get to the third fourth and fifth of something in a series that's not like usually Marvel. it's even past that yeah like you know the third reboot in nine sequility yeah, that there <laughs> it tracks well because there's a lot of awareness and of the brand and the property and yeah oh it's all built and in the ip mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of interest in it because it's just like, okay, I know what I'm getting on that. Like, it's not like this was a men in black that maybe like went off the rails and went to another planet or, I mean, why hasn't men in black gone to another planet yet? Like, I don't get that. Did they go to another planet in this one? No. No, it's all on earth. No, it's all on earth. That actually is a good point though, because this movie, the past men in black movies are about, um, the men in black protecting the world from knowing about aliens by doing so they protect aliens and giving them, you know, right. uh, new identities and new uh, ways of living. So that way they can protect aliens and humans. Wouldn't but in this, it's not the even title international. Yeah. You know, if they, you know, the, the international part was world. actually the, inna- the international part is actually used kind of well in this movie. So I give it credit for that, but they actually strive away from the point of the men in black movies like, in, yeah. into making it just, an action movie that stops the alien bad guy but that's not i mean that is like how men in black movies go but there's also that underlying layer of also helping aliens and they right. and they went away yeah. from that too and that was also kind of a bummer yeah because the they could help aliens, aliens internationally or see how things are done right. differently internationally than america and that yeah. would have been cool and different and interesting but obviously, they don't do that obviously we can't be fully against this endless amount of like reboot sequel mm-hmm. things because you know if if we just forbid all of that, then we wouldn't have some of the, like the genuinely great movies that come right. out. Like Mission Impossible Fallout is the sixth one, and they get better but, each time. Uh, you know, Hobbs all... and Shaw is going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, again, this is still yeah. going back a few years now, but you know, Mad Max is the fourth one, but that came back after a long time. But it was so different. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, it's the same universe, but it's like, hey, if we're going to bring this back, we might as well do something different with it. With this, it just seemed kind of. Just another Men in Black movie. It it doesn't even feel like another Men in Black movie though. It just feels like another action movie. Period. Yeah. Like honestly, uh, the the director F. Gary Gray, he did Fast and Furious, whichever one it was before going to this. And honestly, it it's shot and it's shot the same. Yeah. Mm. Like it doesn't look different compared to the last action right. movie that he made. I think that's the hard part. Is that. It's one thing to have IP that people know and understand and you can build off of, but there's mm-hmm. not any creativity in building off of it. There's not no, there's any a, there's like risk is... taking to say, okay, you can take our Men in Black franchise, but do something completely different with it. Yeah, just go crazy. And not completely different by making one of them female. Let's make yeah. it like really different this time. That's why yeah. I wanted the 
the love thing with Emma Thompson yeah. and Liam. Go crazy with that. Liam Neeson. Have them have all of a sudden. I don't know if that's going to be the game no. changer. Flip, no. the whole, <laughs> flip the whole thing on its head. Maybe there's an alien world that has their whole, their version of the men in black. And yeah. Well, what if there's an alien world where humans are there for some reason and yeah. they have to be kept hidden so that way they can lead different lives yeah, like see, humans are looking like aliens around that that would i don't that I would don't, at least be different i don't know if it'd be good but at yeah. least it would just i don't like the habit of suggesting fixes or solutions right. but when it's this yeah. simple you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like just do something different it's it shouldn't be that it, hard it feel, and it's, weirdly it's enough, only though, a little warranted if you're watching uh a movie like I did with Men in Black and be like, this feels so plain and there's so many... Like, I can't tell you how many times I look in the background of the movies and be like, I can think of something cool to do right here instead of what they're yeah. doing now. Right. I mean, like, it, sometimes it doesn't have to be that much. Like, just because it's he's everywhere now. Keanu, you know, the John Wick movies, on its surface, it's an action movie where a guy kills everybody. But the premise is his puppy's killed and so he kills everybody. You know, it's this right. tiny little thing that sounds a little absurd at first, but... It's different, and people latched onto it. Mm -hmm. You know. I also want to say, like, I'm not trying to rip on the people making this movie. Like, F. Gary Gray is a good director, and obviously, people worked hard to try and make mm -hmm. this good. But they always do the people just, behind the scene. You know, the creative. It just or the doesn't. It just people. for me, it didn't feel inspired by any means. It didn't feel inspired by the original Men in Black movie, or just didn't feel inspired to at least be a different. They were like, movie. oh, it's time to dust off this yeah, franchise. What, what, yeah, what yeah, property again. do we have? <sighs> Okay, <laughs> Men in Black. Let's. <laughs> I'm worried that that's what's going to happen with the new Indiana Jones movie. That oh, it's just I think so. so like the last one was so <sighs> bad that it's like you can't come back from that. that... Yeah, but I. Well, but I, mean... I trust in Spielberg though, and Spielberg did make the last one, but he also. He signed kind of, off on Lucas's crazy, exa alien exactly, thing. and he didn't like the idea, but he signed off on it anyway. But I think at Just least to get this, if this movie does get made, I don't know if it will. But at least Spielberg, when Harrison Ford's like, it will be all Spielberg. Well, yeah, maybe, Harrison but Ford's I mean, like, but I don't think Spielberg's that great a storyteller anymore either. Like, uh, oh, anymore? Okay. Yeah, like well, I mean, I would be lying if I said I loved Ready Player One. I don't love it. No, yeah. that's fair. Like, you know, and that was supposed was to be good. this big grand return to spectacle blockbuster yeah. filmmaking. And he just, I, I think his time has passed too. We're, For those types of movies. You just get stale in your, or you get your storytelling style. Mm -hmm. If if it doesn't evolve, it gets outdated. And I feel sure. like he's, he's great for making those like epic, um, real life dramas for older uh, audiences. Yeah, no, his, those movies for their target audience they're but great i think he's so out of touch now with what younger audiences are looking for and that's yeah i'm not saying that's a bad thing like he he, he may he may come back with thing. a smash but yeah ready player one was not it no so no, you guys make good points on that so i worry yeah. that indiana jones as well like i would well like, if it again if it right. gets made of course they're gonna try to have it get made but it's been being pushed back for so long yeah as of right now it's supposed to come out next year isn't it or is it just supposed to start production next Man, year? Man, I don't I don't Is even it even in production? No. Oh. no, it's not in production. <laughs> no. But it, it was just an example of that yeah. you know, franchise that needs that it's good. It just needs to have something be so different and not alien Nazi things different, yeah. but like Oh <laughs> just more I don't know. I also think about men in black and when you said alien Nazi things, I was like, What movie <laughs> well, was that in? <laughs> but no. Uh, I see what you mean though. Yeah. So um I do think there will be some people that enjoy 
this Men in Black movie, but I it just seems I would, indicative. I would of say it's not really worthy of the wider, right. the wider thing of yeah, corporate. Yeah, just passionless reboots. You yeah. know, it's been going on forever now. It's nothing new. It's just unfortunate that yet another one. It's it's yeah turned it, out like exactly this. exactly. I can't wait Eric. to see Shaft, guys. I wanted so badly to go to the early show of that last night. <laughs> well, I mean, but nobody I, really seems to like of, it that speaking much. Speaking of reboots, it, it was just funny. Well, it's been like twenty years. So it's time Black. for a new. Well, that's not true. But. No, it, but it's time for a new Shaft. You well, think apparently so? they didn't, they, see, this is I, not the Shaft people wanted. Oh, but I hope you like it. I can't wait to. I see I don't it. know if people are really wanting a Shaft movie. I feel people like don't know what they want until they see it. I feel like that's a it, product but... of its time that is kind of slowly fading away and is not really... I, you know what I liked? I don't want to speak for others, right. though. That's just what I've been seeing from the you, outside in. I thought... Okay. I, I didn't watch the original Shaft, um, but I did watch Shaft 2000, Samuel L. Jackson's Shaft <laughs> version. Um, and I liked that he was tough, that he was like not afraid to just kick your butt and do all that, but he was sort of honorable. Like he really wanted to protect women. He really was just a larger than life, like like, character, you know, have justice. Yeah. And, but he was like, but his attitude and stuff Mm -hmm. over shouted all that. So there were some, like, there's some good things about the character that I think are timeless and were awesome to see in Mm -hmm. 2000 and would be even better seeing it today. Um, because I don't feel like looking at it that I was like, oh, this is so like, so old. Men don't act like this anymore. <laughs> so, I like I liked some of those parts in the fir- in the two thousand version. But I'm glad it, you're able to see that though. That's pretty cool because yeah. I never really thought of that character in Being any that, of those way that you're right. saying. No. So, I liked but, yeah. watching him shoot all these guys with like <laughs> these. He still can't run. You know how everybody like. Um, oh samuel jackson yeah you know how everybody like <laughs> talks about oh you can tell he was an old man when he's dh because he still can't he can't he's running in captain he does Marvel. not have that yeah. athleticism <laughs> yeah. that, that leave him gracefulness. alone guys. especially so he's not shaft. a fast runner <laughs> he's all like in the, the movies like i'm gonna kill you for making me run <laughs> oh, it's so good yeah. but so i'm excited for that one I yeah, feel like I do it's hope a, you like it. I feel like it's a reboot, but so much time has gone by, and it's kind of a character that you can make modern very easily. That we'll feel, will feel new. I'll yeah. I'll be curious if that people is right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's people major aren't criticism. Like it. it yeah, it's. I mean, the original Shaft is like by far the one people like love the most. Yeah. Just at the time, you know, the black exploitation genre and all of that, there was a lot of cultural significance behind the character mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what he did and how he went about doing it. And then Shaft 2000 was just kind of like, oh, look, you know, new Shaft. Yeah. But then this Shaft one apparently is the it's new like, age. I like, don't know if that's what it is. I know. Apparently it just kind of goes against all of the things that he was. Like, it's it's way too funny in a jarring way. Like, why wow. is all of a sudden Shaft cracking all these these kinds of jokes? Hmm. Things like that. But yeah, who knows? I haven't seen it. So right. maybe you'll like it. I I probably will. <laughs> I probably will like it. I do hope the trailers didn't hype you up too much. Maybe. I, I do not. get really excited sometimes about properties, and yeah. then I go and watch the old ones, and then it gets me even more excited. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see how they change it. The, is, the writing on the wall is just there for me, and I hope this is a case where it, it, it pays off for you. Yeah. But. It could. Yeah. I, well, I'll see it this weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll I'll try out. to, and, um, and let you guys know. Please do. Yeah. 
But moving on, how about that Frozen 2 official trailer? It was Finally. so dope. <laughs> no, it was good. Guys. It was good. It no, was I'm actually so... serious. I thought that was a really good trailer. The the graphics in it are so beautiful. Like yeah. that is taking animation artistry way up. It's just Yeah. Well, the tone and color is so different. It's very much fall. Obviously that first feelings. teaser, everyone was like, "Whoa, what is what is this? This is mm-hmm. like between the music, the way the shots are framed, like the, the, the darkened tone. Yeah, the implied <laughs> scale of like this quest. It's mm-hmm. like, what is right. even happening? No, I don't know. No but this dialogue. Is <laughs> this is like epic and like, are they like right. going to war? <laughs> <laughs> and then this one comes out and they, I mean, they're doubling down on that feel. Mm-hmm. They don't, they give us a little bit more, like they have to travel north. Yeah. Which is, to discover pretty vague fantasy type thing more. it's like okay i'm i'm here for it but it's still it's just like is this is i have to go back right. I, you know what were the first frozen's trailers like the first teaser was actually sven and olaf um fight like on a pond yeah going no, after his nose kind of oh yeah i remember that i remember i watched that and i'm like oh this is movie's gonna be so lame it's about little kid like it's so childish meanwhile i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, it just contrasts it that it's like boom it becomes yeah. the biggest animated thing ever and then this trailer was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. what happened what did i miss well yeah. let's go back to the snowman and then get his nose <laughs> yeah, that was cute this? Are, there, are there gonna be songs like i have no idea oh there's gonna be songs of course yeah, there's gonna be songs yeah but like i mean I have the type seen... of songs i'm imagining after seeing these trailers are like big burly vikings like stabbing their <laughs> yeah. spears into the ground like like the <gasps> like that like that mongolian like death chanting thing yeah. you showed us obviously they're not mongolian that's like that just that's the type of music yeah. i'm imagining there's a story this. behind that all right but yeah, yeah we listened to mongolian viking death metal music death metal that one day traditional mixed with death metal <laughs> traditional chants i no i mongols I'm so into this trailer. Like it, yeah. it animation yeah. is beautiful. Like you were saying, Cody, yeah. and I, I like that. Um, it it's going to feel different at least, uh, mm-hmm. or at least going to be like a different story. It's not going to be still like taking place at the castle or whatever. It's going to be them on like a quest, like a Lord of the Rings s quest. Seriously, and I, it's crazy. I find that cool. I think that's um, cool, especially with it being five yeah. years Did later, you? literally. Guy, Four or five I, years. When you watched it, were you like, don't trust the troll, Grandpa Troll? Because I don't <laughs> think he made very good decisions in the first movie to like take away the truth of her Elsa's powers because yeah. that just isolated Elsa. And, that, and he's like, but I left all the fun. Well, well what's that, what, what about the parents? Wasn't that the parents' fault, though? No, it was his. I, oh, I that was take his decision? Away it. Yeah, he took away the memory. Oh, I thought it was the parents' and the, decision. And the parents just were like, okay, we'll go with this. We'll keep her protected. <laughs> And it just like was emotional Ugh. abuse isolation after that point. So. You think he's going to say north and then they walk off. He's like, oh, shoot, I meant the south. No, nah, I'm sure they'll be OK. I think he <laughs> is so vague. Yeah, he's just he's not telling them everything. No. He, and he could have told them from the beginning in the first movie about. You can't more, trust the little cute yeah. ones. If they if he ends up being the villain, that's going to change so much of the frozen I lore. He, I don't think he's a Guys. villain. Guys. Probably won't be a villain. No, I just no, I, don't I, I think. Don't It'll be some weird intangible metaphorical thing that yeah. only. Elsa's powers, which were originally thought to be horrible and dangerous, can save. Can save. So. I just get frustrated with characters that, through their own lack of like honesty or revelation or truthfulness, they they cause harm on other people. That's conflict and drama for you. Ugh. Ugh. Not everybody's 
pure of heart. It's all. It's all. It also tends Please. to be a normal movie trope <laughs> too. So it, I know you got to the bad guy the story somehow. Yeah. yeah, he's not bad. I'm not saying not he's yet. the bad guy. Just he's just senile. <laughs> yeah. Why are they listening to him? I don't know. He's like, what? Oh, yeah, go north. <laughs> yeah, just another vague kind find of. The big you will troll. find your truth north. Well, if you know Pass what the truth is, just tell thing. it right now. He can't tell her. It's only something she can discover for herself. You, you don't so think dumb. he can't mention like, oh, there's that's big trolls. So dumb. So, that's yeah. like a big. Hey, be that's like, like okay, a thing. Go north. You'll discover this, and there'll be these dangers. And good luck. You can't just truth hand is that over her powers are good, and that they're a part yeah. of who she is, and she needs to. <laughs> You know, you can't just tell somebody that she's got to experience it. Mm. It's the, it's self discovery. I'm like, I'm not liking the troll guy anymore. But I do like the rest <laughs> was of the, the movie. the trailer for like four yeah. seconds. I know. And, and, and Cody's like, I don't like him. <laughs> no, senile old man. Yeah. Like, why are we listening to this? Why, why are you doing anything this troll thing says? <laughs> Jeez, because this little because troll thing. only he knows. That yeah. I lost my train of thought. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> not a whole lot more story, but a lot more music and tone. So well, I have noticed that with Disney trailers, yeah. like they really don't tell you anything, anything no. except for like what the tone is. But I don't really buy that it's going to be like fully dark story. I think there's going to be dark no. I'm sure. I'm not. I'm sure but it won't. But. Of course, it's going to be Olaf being like, "I love walking," you know, <laughs> like he just sings about whatever. So it's, he, I just he loves continue to be surprised by yeah. the direction of these trailers. He likes warm hugs. <laughs> Hi, I'm Olaf. I like warm hugs. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> so the other trailer we have is the, the the Doctor Sleep trailer. Yeah. Which I honestly forgot that this movie was happening because mm-hmm. it was first announced probably two years ago. Was it that long ago? Holy we cow. Saw it, seems saw, like it. it felt like a year ago that I last wrote about it. We saw some footage at CinemaCon about it. Um, it was a lot more like vague, you know, pieces and a little bit behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff. Um, because it was really, I think, early in production. Well, should so, we? Uh, um, I was. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting. I was just gonna say, should we explain Doctor Sleep? What it, yeah. it is, yeah, real it's quick. Premise, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's, ba- it's the, the sequel to The Shining. Yeah, that's what it is. Danny Torrance is all grown up. He's an alcoholic. Stephen King likes alcoholics. Um, he's an alcoholic now. What's suffering. an alcoholic? Oh yeah. Okay, that's why. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you write what you know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's grown up now. He's has PTSD from probably his dad trying to chop him up with an axe the events of the all the things that came with the actual shining ability power whatever you want to call it and that's really all we know there seems to be another it seems to be a new little girl who may have those same abilities i thought the part where he said in the trailer he's met others like her but they've all died yeah. Is really sad, like because it was a little nobody all the people that he can relate to and that he can have a chance of a companion Mm -hmm. just die the shining ability takes him out. So it's a miracle he survived into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The biggest thing about to me about this trailer was just how confident the whole thing seemed. Mm-hmm. Like just from like the music and the very explicitly saying that this is the continuation of The Shining, which mm-hmm. is probably one of the most like cherished horror films of all time. Did you get the feeling that they were trying to make it like, oh, The Shining was this kind of art? artistic vibe and we're going to try to recreate that kind of that's what i'm that's what i mean by how confident it seemed like some of the shots they showed in the trailers were very like out there and creative and combined with the music that you wouldn't necessarily expect at first to be to accompany this sort of subject matter Mm -hmm. um but at least it wasn't trying to 
excuse me, trying to feel like that it was the the look of the shining again right. like it i mean does they did feel... remake some of those sets and like reshoot it oh did they actually yeah. i wasn't sure if it was just um cut from the original mm-hmm. or not no it no. wasn't i mean i'm sure the little wow, baby that's pretty impressive I'm sure man. little baby danny on his big wheel was probably from the movie but like the, oh, okay but like the shot of uh room 237 opening up that was redone the blood and the coming out of the elevator yeah those are all re reenacted that's pretty impressive yeah, because it looked, it almost looked like the well, it it did look like the original to me, but yeah, I, to um, me, I guess because the yeah. bo- the book came out in 2014, and it wasn't a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Most people didn't even realize it was a sequel to The Shining, and then so I thought that this movie was just gonna kind of do its own thing, and then like yeah, technically this is you know that kid from The Shining, yeah, this is about him, but mm-hmm. this whole trailer is like it basically is like The Shining two. I liked how there's more special effects the power of whatever he calls the shining is very explicitly stated it's not a cerebral like could this be is it just in their minds like no this is like very stated there is a veil between us and the next world and that veil is not always like good and some people can see beyond it and i i like the clarity in that a little bit more because now you now you know what you're getting it's not trying to be like how the shining came off where it's like there are these really ghosts yeah if you're gonna try and emulate stanley kubrick then everyone's gonna notice right away and they're gonna hate you Mm -hmm. yeah so i just hope that i just hope the shining doesn't become like a a superpower quote unquote you know and you're gonna have a shine off yeah exactly (laughs) i don't i don't want it to be that like i no that that will make me really worried if it comes down to that i hope it's something a bit more obscure than that no i'm Again, I give, I don't I haven't read the, the book, mystery, so I'm not know? familiar with the story. I don't even know how the book how the book was I'm received. I'm a fan of the movie. <laughs> I don't know how the book was received, so I don't know if the Doctor Sleep story as a whole is considered a good continuation or not. But I forget this director's name, but he did the Gerald's Game Netflix movie adaptation, and that was also a Stephen King story, and people really seem to like that. So he seems to have a good handle on how to. Mike you Flanagan's know, the director. Mike Flanagan. Okay, he seems to have a good handle on how to present these Stephen King stories. Mm-hmm. So. And who knows? Maybe this isn't even the same as the book because the yeah, original I mean, Shining could, it wasn't like the close. book at all. So mm-hmm. maybe they just decide, hey, take a few things from the book too, but let's just make yeah. it our own and still tie it into the movie. It's all very exciting. I love Ewan McGregor. Yeah, so. I think he's, his he's good in everything. Elevates it quite mm-hmm. a bit. It did for me. That's for sure. Because I remember hearing that they were wanting to make this i was like all right i guess i don't really see a need to but then i heard ewan mcgregor's name and then rebecca ferguson's name too but he came up and i was like oh that now that's one of the creepiest parts of the trailer to me it's like rebecca ferguson there's like that little girl that they like this carry into the woods and then all those people around look like they start tearing i think she's like a cult leader i think that's what it's supposed to be ripping the little girl up yeah limb by limb or something i thought they were gonna take her to the stream and drown her it looked like some weird pagan <laughs> nope. sacrifice midsummer type yeah. thing. Yeah. No, they look great. And they better not waste Rebecca like they did in Black. <laughs> Still stupid. But any- anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. yeah. Cool trailer. Um, and then the last thing is that there was an article about how Amazon wants to release, what's the film? The Report. The Report, similar to how Netflix released Roma with a... With a theatrical, um, bare minimum. short, bare minimum theatrical window to qualify for any awards season. 
um, contenders and then go straight to streaming after like two weeks. Yeah. So and basically this, the movie... Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep interrupting people today. The I movie, apologize. I'm doing the same thing. The movie The Report stars Adam Driver and it's a true story. It's about... I forget his real life name, but he's leading the investigation into the CIA's, quote, um, highly effective interrogation techniques or something. And surprise, surprise, they turn out to be... Torture? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, to Um, put it lightly. And it's about his efforts to bring that to the public attention and then the CIA and the government trying to keep it buried. Yeah. So the movie, by all accounts, was really well received at Sundance, I think. Yeah, pretty... The majority Um, was... It was... uh, Majority mm-hmm. of it was well praised. Yeah, Adam yeah. Driver was supposed to be great in it. So the movie itself isn't necessarily the most important or the most interesting part about this. It's just <laughs> this growing trend of streaming services doing their bare minimum theatrical thing mm-hmm. just so they can mm-hmm. get into the awards game. And it's interesting coming from Amazon because up until this point, Amazon had pretty much had um, a distribution team and had done like regular theatrical runs of films. They were all about, no, we're going to do this right. We're going to do regular regular mm-hmm. theatrical. So it makes me wonder if, one, the, they paid too much for this film at Sundance or Maybe. if they never had really the intention of a theatrical run with it and this was really to bolster streaming do you think maybe they saw the roma strategy and they're like hey that's a Mm, i don't know if they saw the roma strategy who knows maybe in purchasing this they were required to do a theatrical run but that was never their motive um you just never know what the back end behind the scenes deals are like for this but i find it interesting that they're gonna do in september and not at christmas when you get the most bang for your buck for that yeah award stuff so i'll We'll see how it goes, but I just, I feel like they're cheapening this idea of a theatrical run. It really, it means nothing other than we might be able to publicize an awards potential down the road and maybe get a a bump in streaming viewership then. Oh, that was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Your Um, turn. Your turn. Don't don't interrupt. (laughs) The report is coming from a deadline, and in that report, the... The head of Amazon Studios just came out and said um, that for the report, they're trying to find a way to get the most eyes on this as possible. And that's why they're going with this oh, model. I hate when they say that because I do Netflix too. said that too. Like people wouldn't have watched this movie in a theater. They wouldn't like Roma. But so we'll put it on streaming. And every, But you you don't know who's watching. Are really? Yeah. Are you getting I that mean, many either, eyeballs either way, on it? Sure. Because um, they don't really streaming data, so that just is it, such a empty hollow. They can technically hollow. say because I'm sure when they say that they mean like, well, we have this many hundreds of millions of subscribers, and, they could and all if look, watch yeah, it. they potentially could see it, but it's like they're conveniently leaving out the fact that <coughs> releasing a movie on a streaming service is just like throwing in this huge pile and asking people to sift through and hopefully they find and it. And hopefully their algorithm brings it up on their screen. <laughs> it makes sense to an extent because of its subject matter. Mm-hmm. I think its subject matter is a bit touchy to touchy to where people probably don't want to spend the money right. uh, to go out and see it in theaters. But I do agree that either way, it's still not going to be attracting like the most amount of eyes they probably want regardless. Uh, but since this is going to be released very, very limited in September... That's a pretty good month to at least like try and throw something out there to see if it sticks. And the report, yeah. it wouldn't get like the most amount of eyes, but it's mm-hmm. at least a dry month to where I feel like they should at least try a, a somewhat uh, wider limited run than just like the two theaters that's going to play at um, as their plan. Right. I'm, I'm just still torn 
be it, it means less content for theaters i'm yeah I'm basically foremost and yet this content wasn't maybe the best fit for theaters although you are taking something that was pretty well received at a well-known film festival and in the right hands maybe could have been more but i think you're right it's not going to play in conservative areas in the country mm-hmm. so it, there's just so much that goes into the idea of putting it in theaters and making sure that that is the best fit to fill butts and seats so i i don't want to fault them for putting it on streaming and i don't hate streaming i just hate the idea that these streaming sites are using theaters to the and then taking away from theaters to the detriment of yeah they're they're working with theaters but then taking away Mm -hmm. from them at the same time like not using them to the full benefit like netflix and amazon were never really creating product for theaters they weren't a staple in the market they weren't something traditionally theaters relied on in the past Mm -hmm. so i don't mind them giving these films like this chances on streaming so people can see it. I think what bothers me the most is that is that they're giving a roadmap and a, a blueprint for then the Disney's and the Warner Brothers and the Universals who were the main suppliers of film to theaters giving them like this is what happens when you just when you bypass the theater network and I don't mm. want and th- and that's what bothers me the most. It's sure. when Disney, Universal, and Warner's starts doing it that that we have issues. Yeah. It's just it's also strange that Amazon wants to use this method for a uh, awards push, but they're wanting to start off by having it in theaters in September and then putting it on streaming in early October. By the end of October, it's it's gonna be so yeah. Like I th- that's not. I mean. It, I mean, it works for yeah. some movies, like A Star is Born. Like, it worked to having it early in October. But it, it was dying as, like, award season was getting oh, closer. It really was think... not getting the awards that a lot of people mm-hmm. were thinking it would. So, well, I, timing I, is such a key thing. You got yeah, to time see... it so that the peak interest coincides with the actual awards thing. Like, even yeah. if it's an amazing movie and it's super well-received, like A Star is Born, it peaks and then by the it, it's already burning out and something else is coming up yeah and by i the think time it really matters and this one is definitely gonna be a much smaller movie than a star is born is regardless <laughs> of it being on streaming or not so i don't i don't, I don't see the understanding the of intention. them i think they say that that is their intention oh we want to qualify and i think that qualification is purely for marketing purposes mm-hmm. it is just so they can throw some money at it down the road and be like, oh, we're trying to get an Academy Award or we're yeah. trying to get a Golden Globe. Sure. And, and maybe if they do succeed in getting one, like as long shot as that might be, then mm. they can just tout that and that's yeah, a like, way Yeah, we, we always believed in it. this. Yeah. This was our plan yeah. from the beginning. <laughs> right. It's like, no. No, no that's not your real plan. <laughs> yeah. It, so shit. It's unfortunate because I do like Amazon Studios and how they go about um, pushing the movies to theaters before... And we've talked about this before, Regular too. Regular theatrical windows with an actual distribution And tape. then releasing it on streaming mm-hmm. right away after that. Yeah. Um, and I hope they change their minds about this, but that's probably going to be unlikely that oh, yeah, they no do. Because um, I would like to see this story in the theater, but... It just makes me wonder now not. that the streaming market is so overstuffed already, and it's only going to get even more overstuffed, and it's only a matter of time before every streaming service is making their token award season movie and then they're probably going to do a release strategy similar to this mm-hmm. you know it's what if the time comes where like we have an academy awards where like more than half of the movies are these little streaming things that had a bare minimum 
this type of release model. You know, it's just, I don't know. That'd be interesting to see. I think it, my gut reaction is it devalues the awards. Yeah. But, you know, the awards are for the creative community. They're not for the exhibition community. And so looking at it from the exhibition side, it, it, you know. It just sucks because they're so... You know, they're they, one and the same yeah. when it comes to making the thing. Right. But you make it, I show it. We're a team on this, but yeah, one can't really succeed without the other. Streaming is putting a, f- a wedge in between into that dynamic so much. It's it's saying you make it, I'll show it. Um, it it's becoming that other partner. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not only like you make it, but I'll make sure you make lots of them and they don't have to be good. I just need volume from you. And as a creative, that's what you want. You want to make sure you have job after job after job. So this mm-hmm. is great for their community because they're getting a lot of work. Um, but it's it, it's just where it's where is it going? Forgetting about the people who made them what they are. Mm. I mean, I'm thinking more of like crew, like grips and cameramen. And, oh, yeah. you know, they're getting steady, steady work. Yeah. And and it's growing that that side. Um so we'll see and mm. it's having an impact you know Ava DuVarney went to um, Netflix and her yeah her oh, she's last killing latest it with, film got well, when they see us yeah yeah it's yeah, doing I still need, all kinds of great business I still need to see her miniseries I've heard good things but yeah it all just comes back to just this foggy weird uncertain future it's weird because she's doing so great with Netflix and making such a cultural impact but I don't feel like she would have that same impact in the theaters like i don't know if she can make movies for theaters well selma by all accounts people loved selma and it was like one of her best things ever but i'm pretty sure it bombed it bombed yeah it bombed. and then she was given all that power to do um that disney (laughs) wrinkle in time (laughs) wrinkle in time and it was so terrible i I, I think she could do well in theaters but it just has to be the subject matter like i think if she did get hired to do black panther and because she's so culturally and culturally and politically aware of the world like she mm-hmm. would have been able to infuse that into black panther and that it wouldn't have done the same business probably but it would have at least have been a strong movie for her and she does well with all of her other i think at this political point, because... stuff too i just think it's a matter of the type of movie that it is mm-hmm. i think at this point she's just having so much success since she is on the creative side so much so much success doing it this way that it's like you know why go back right I don't think she After will. After a wrinkle in time, why but, would I want to do but that? But at the again? same time, I don't think she deserves Academy Awards or Global... I don't think she deserves exhibition awards for her work. She, she she deserves all the accolades she gets. She's making an impact in the community. She's getting like voices out on things that haven't you know been pushed to mm-hmm. the wayside. I, I think she deserves all of that praise and all of those accolades. I don't think she deserves exhibition awards for it. Yeah. I think she might be okay with that. <laughs> no, she was the one that fought against Spielberg's idea to make the, you know, the qualifying window longer. Right. More more stringent. She was like, no, no. And I and I feel like that is so disingenuous. Like, you go do your own thing. Just, it's not movies. It's TV, though. It's this other media. So don't expect... It's just streaming. Yeah. And that... And that I feel like it... Eventually, people are just going to be like, why are we trying to debate whether streaming is movies or TV? I feel like streaming is streaming. Like It'll be its own thing. Yeah, it is. People watch it differently. Mm-hmm. Like, It's the the length that's for so long is what people use to define, you know, a movie is 90 minutes, a TV show is 20, 
to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Streaming can be anything. Did right. we have a podcast like that once? We talked we about trying to decipher well, we found, what we figured, technically is a movie these days. Right. We figured that, you know, like streaming is closer to TV and should have more of the television At awards. Least it's viewing habits. It's viewing is, yeah. habits, how you... How well, you view it, how you consume it, and the length I feel like of binge it. watching puts a wrench in that because you could say binge watching me makes it more like film because you sit down and you watch an eight hour movie, but you don't watch the whole series in one mm. sitting. And you can't pause. <laughs> like says you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I basically watch Chernobyl in one sitting. But oof, wow. You must good. have felt good after that. <laughs> I was so pissed. In the best way. I still need cool. to watch it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like streaming eventually is it's it's its own thing i just i just feel like there's not an awards equivalent for the streaming stuff or there's not this accolades a vehicle equivalent for it so they're mm-hmm. still trying to suck all of the prestige and stuff from the film side but it you're not making movies you're not showing them at theaters this is a completely different viewing experience we don't give tony awards to movies we give tony awards to plays yeah. it's broadway to theater i think they just need someone somewhere needs to figure out its own award system for that and make it separate i wonder how much of it's still just because people feel a certain stigma to not being considered a movie and be considered mm-hmm. tv instead of a movie right so like maybe less? part of it yeah they're like no i made a movie it's no. like i'm not saying what you made is any less good right but it's not a more movie. like this than this yes so i get that that's why I think streaming should just be like, you know, we're just going to make our own thing. All the streamies. I yeah. think they were originally trying to, but then they were like, wait a minute, what if we won awards? I mean, they, <laughs> After they realized like television shows that they have right. can win awards. So they're like, well, let's try that with movies. And now yeah. it's 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 caused that this problem that we're having. Right. Or a problem. Or so fast. Even internet problem, shows have know. their own awards. Webbies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> why can't somebody somewhere the create streamies. a trade organization? For streamers, create an awards and make it an industry, make it its own thing. But quit trying to siphon all of the good, like all of the history and everything built into the movies, because you're not, and you're and movies are for theaters. It, it's but it's funny though. I've never thought of any of these award ceremonies as like recognizing that the movies are made for theaters and that theaters are relying on these type of movies mm-hmm. it's just like you were saying it's all just for the creatives mostly not for the business right. end of it so I, I think that's part it. of the problem too like yeah. it's just mm-hmm. forgetting like how you're able to see these movies in the first place and more just being like look at this art that we made and it's like hey but remember where you saw it right like, remember it, what the it's, art was it's for. as good as it is because you saw it on the best possible uh way to mm-hmm. view it so yeah. and that's a bummer we always come back to this whole streaming thing. It's not going oh, we, anywhere. We've had, this, yeah, we've had these conversations so many times. Just go look it's back always, at our past They're always podcasts. worth having because all of right. these new things are... Technology you know, is changing the... And creating these in existential time. questions of what it. this industry actually is. And you as a consumer, what your behavior actually, actually means. And yeah, it comes down to a, a lot of questions on a lot of different levels. I revel in the chaos. I don't. <laughs> You should. I it's thought, exciting. I thought this war died down at least until award season happened, but now... Gosh, it, dang it, Amazon. It, yeah, it came back early. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, we're halfway through the year. It's We're already back in it, pretty much. God. It's okay. never really going to go away, but 
I feel like the conversations, you never hear the conversations like what we're having right now in these moments and these points. You never hear those in never. the media or in the trades or because they think no, more you about hear, creative. You hear yeah. Steven Spielberg hates TV movies, right? And then you hear he hates art and how it's <laughs> and he's and it's like well, <laughs> he wants to make it so only big studios qualify for awards. It's a very nuanced, complicated thing. Yeah, yeah there again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the awards not thinking about like the theater end of it all. They're Mm-mm. the these people. Uh, that you're saying cody they're right. they're thinking more about the creative side of it but they're not thinking about mm-hmm. and there's and they're thinking they're thinking of the business side of it because hollywood uh but they're not thinking about like the other other end of that to where it's like no it, the theaters help out hollywood too <laughs> yeah and it's just and they are such a ingrained fabric in american culture that mm-hmm. that should be celebrated too i mean they streaming doesn't bring people together like yeah, Ava DuVernay's getting a lot. Brings of people traction. together on Twitter for better or worse. Yeah, with her mini for worse. series, <laughs> but it's just such a, it's just such a vacuumed group of people too. And mm-hmm. I just like the general audience, like event type thing, like how everybody felt when they went and saw Avengers Endgame this year, and mm-hmm. how we're still talking about. Like today, I brought up we have on SilverScreenInsider.com on the on the announcements box is about advanced tickets for Mm Spider-Man and you see Spider-Man's cool suit with like the web things on the side, like he's gliding. And I just think like, who's going to make Spider-Man suits now that Tony Stark's gone? Like where's the tech Our Tony is gone. How is this whole thing going to move forward? (laughs) Everybody's feeling that together because they were all there. Because they were all there. there. And it's just part of like life that I think about. I like that part. But you guys didn't... I think it's Shuri. I think Shuri and T'Challa <laughs> are Nick going Fury. to... Nick Fury's in no. the movie. Nick Fury. <laughs> He's calling Peter no, to give him Nick a suit. Nick Fury's not creating <laughs> the new happy. tech. Well, okay, That's what I'm Shield, talking about. It's Shield, but Nick and Fury Shield, delivers Shield it. evil? Shield was Hydra. That's all kind of gone now. Yeah, but they're, they're kind of back. Happy, kind of. happy Hogan Age of Ultron, just needs to they do have everything. the helicarrier up again, and then they're kind of... I don't know. Oh, I don't know how it it's By the way, in. guys, apparently they were going to give closure to the Hulk Black Widow romance in Endgame or Infinity War when he comes back, mm. but they didn't. So they um, filmed scenes for this closure and then they're like, oh, it just kind of clipped out of the out of the movie because of the pacing and stuff yeah. and i'm like our movie's already three hours long i'm like why do we really need to finish this off why was that ever a thing that yeah, was people like weren't really dumbest... too crazy about this to begin with yeah, yeah. And, and they made fun of it really well in uh thor ragnarok a bunch of times too so at that point i think people were like well just skip past it this it's been a couple of years it's fine a dumb out of character like thing that was wedged in there like somebody had this yeah really but now it's just be kind of become another part of the whole universe that people like to yeah the en- good and enjoy the hating on right. now yeah it's but i thought it was it. interesting that there was like, some okay, character this is gonna be the <laughs> end perfect what are, what are all the yeah, loose ends like we should flaws. tie up and that was apparently something to consider enough that they had to make scenes for it <gasps> nah. at it least just, it wasn't in the movie like it, oh, i'm sure it was a fine deleted scene if yeah. it's on the DVD or whatever. Hulk the throws DVD a bench, on the and that's all we need. Do they yeah. even do that anymore? I haven't bought a Blu-ray in forever. <gasps> I actually... Do they still do I what? Th- I think they Deleted do, actually. Scenes. Oh, yeah. Is that still a big thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, I'm like you. I haven't bought I a Blu-ray in a while. I have purchased... But... 
hundreds of Blu-rays, but I have never once sat down and watched the deleted <gasps> scenes on any of them. Really? Well, a lot of them. I never. From past experiences, a lot of them can be pretty rough. Like, there's a reason. But yeah, why they're, they're deleted. there's a very clear reason why they're deleted scenes. Um, I in ninety nine percent of the cases. For a long time, I bought a lot of. In my early twenties, I bought a lot of Blu-rays, DVDs, mm-hmm. and then I realized that I had like so many, like just probably hundreds and then i was like why do i have this many i don't watch the i don't actually go back and watch these very much then i had a rule unless i knew i was going to watch it five times or more i didn't buy (laughs) one so then my purchasing of them really like tapered off and Mm -hmm. now i find it so cumbersome to go and try to hook up the blu-ray player and like put find the one i want skip to where skip all the stuff so well, so now I just stream. I love just streaming it. <laughs> if that's a movie I'm excited to see or excited to rewatch mm-hmm. for the first time, I'm not taking any chances. If I'm watching something and I see that resolution dip for a second, mm-hmm. I'm TO'd. I just don't like sit down and watch movies at home anymore. I find that if I have two hours, I go now. I like yeah, my kids no, are at an fine. age where I, they can stay home with dad and he can handle it on his own or. Mm-hmm. Or That's somebody fair. and I go and I just love going to the movie so much more now. Like, yeah, it de- the pleasure of watching movies at home isn't the same for me yeah. anymore. I mean, I me too. Like out. I've said, it's it's hard to enjoy something as much at home, at least for me. It is. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't have my, f- I turn off all the lights, put my phone away, you know, whatever, which I do anyways. That's why but... you never text me back. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> it's now it's there's... just not the same. Right, but I but I do discover new things. Like I watch Shaft two thousand at home, but I had to yeah. watch it over two days. Like no, I, I didn't mean, like yeah, act- like things I've seen in the yeah. theater. When I watch them again at home, Not almost inevitably mm-hmm. is going to be kind of like, yeah, that was still that was still pretty good. Yeah, I kind of wish I didn't, so I just have the memory of seeing it in the theater to go back to. But yeah, Shaft two thousand. <laughs> i wonder what the next movie i just get really excited and now i'm like oh well i get into books and i, I get into other media mm-hmm. video games and stuff and i feel like if i really want a story i get into my my video games much more than a movie i, I feel like movies for me are about going out of the house and shutting off the world mm-hmm. and stuff but if i just need to a little bit of entertainment i go for my books and video games i feel like that's so conducive to what modern media consumption is like now you have so many options so so many stories i don't need the hundreds of dvds and be like "Ooh, what am i going to consume what do i want to feel right now yeah i like but i totally get it Mm -hmm. i totally get it maybe i'm just stubborn oh for sure (laughs) (laughs) well that's pretty much it yeah we wrapped up everything we needed to talk about Call. so who do you think will be number one this weekend i always like to do our predictions probably at the end of the podcast in, probably men in black i would say it's yeah is it gonna be a week weekend oh yeah. i think so a week i mean between weekend. father's day and two properties that aren't really looking like they're gaining much My attention dad's right really now gonna want to see that maybe shaft well you might yeah. have a theater to yourself then <laughs> yeah no i'm, I'm not I, i'm going to the cabin this weekend i'm not sure what i'm gonna be able to see it it would be sunday and then i'd have to be like okay honey can you stay home on father's day with the children while i go to the shaft movie by myself do we think the secret life of pets 2 is gonna have a really big nosedive in its second weekend Mm -hmm. because i wonder if it's gonna somehow manage to stay above men in black i don't think it'll stay above i think men in black will take number one probably not by much yeah 
Okay, but okay. That yeah. was just my one thing. But yeah, probably Maybe, the men if, in black. If it's not number one, it could be pets holding up. I, yeah, I think so. I predicted Men in Black would be one. That's but right, not for did. long. I'm pretty sure pets will last way longer. What's Probably. coming out next weekend? Toy Story. Toy Story. That'll decimate everything. It's, oh, yeah. It's getting terrific reviews. Oh, yeah. Well, like, they always Way more have. than I anticipated. I don't know if they could have tanked a Toy Story movie. Like, Four home runs I don't in know. A row. Toy Story doesn't really concluded ever happen. very well. Right. And Toy I'm Story excited. 4 could have just been written off. I want to tell the audience... Guess what I'm doing next week for Toy Story? What are you, are you doing? Gonna watch what it? am I doing? <laughs> I am <laughs> going to one of our clients is having an early show premiere of Toy Story with a special guest. Who? Who is it, Cody? Tim Allen <laughs> is going to Buzz support. Lightyear himself. Buzz Lightyear himself. He's going to go support a local community theater. It's like going to be the most amazing thing. Uh, all the tickets are all sold out and everybody's encouraged to donate because it is a community run theater. And I just can't wait to, um, so I won't be a, around for podcasting next week, but when I get back, I can't wait to talk about the experience of, you know, these celebrities and stuff, um, being able to help out the community theaters. And I get to go be a part of that. I get to go see clients that I've never met, but that I talk with every week. And so I'm so excited to go do this. And I feel like this is, you know, just adds so much to like movie going and what small town theaters really need to do Mm -hmm. to capitalize on that community feeling. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll that's guys, so cool. I'll Lucky. let you guys know how that goes next week. I'm so jealous you get to see Tim Allen. Yeah. That would be so... In Michigan. I don't yeah, know why that, that makes so it cool. even better. But well, he's a he's from not, Michigan, yeah, right? It's like, like he, that's authentic his, Tim Allen. His, it's not going to be yeah, LA Tim home Allen. home state. Yeah. He's going to be at his most like down earth. It's himself. Zen. He's home. I hope no. so. That would be I'm so cool. I can't so wait excited. to... I hope there's an interview of him for like the audience to have and he just talks yeah, about see what, whatever see if i'll be able to pull that off see yeah if you can like go out for drinks with him afterwards that'd, <laughs> that'd be amazing now or, i'm just fantasizing but you're gonna be interviewing uh <laughs> the people who run that yes, theater right correct. i'm gonna be interviewing the people that run the theater and just talking about how this premiere came to be how yeah. they got in contact with a celebrity or talent mm-hmm. um in their local area and how they were able to coordinate uh, with that. And yeah, I'm just very excited about this process and being able to share it with everybody and put it on SSI, mm-hmm. silverscreeninsider.com. Um, so that other theaters maybe who like have always thought about doing this could maybe get some tips and tricks. Cause I'm sure there's a Give lot them of that push to do yeah, it. You gotta know where to something. start. I'm sure there's a lot of community theaters that have a local celebrity. It doesn't have to be somebody as big as, tim allen but somebody local in your community that people that wouldn't mind willing to help out the theater that have that like bill paxton mm-hmm. uh i think it's bill paxton yeah uh for ballad of lefty brown yeah small yeah. little movie but bill yeah. paxton you know it's a small he went around montana theater. showing it but, yeah yeah and he supported it and then you got that you got that interest and intrigue at the theater and oh i feel like this is such a good thing for theaters if they are able to have the opportunity and figure out how to manage it. Cause it mm-hmm. took a lot of work for this to happen for this theater. It took a lot of phone calls, a <laughs> lot of arranging between the studio, oh, between it Bill Pullman. it's Bill, Bill Pullman. Instead, yeah. yeah. For some reason I, I thought you said Pullman for a second oh. between the, yeah. So 
We'll That'll let you guys fun. know how that goes. But that is next week. I'm going to be gone Wednesday through Saturday. I do. And... I do suggest maybe watch one of the Toy Story movies. I've seen them. Guys, oh wait, I, like I keep I've thinking you seen haven't seen Toy them. Story. I just don't love well, yeah. Tim Allen. Be like, I don't like your movies. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like Toy <laughs> Story. I hate the but characters. It's so funny. It's I, I keep Woody. thinking you haven't seen them. It's for Woody some that I don't like. I like Buzz. Yes, yeah, screw. I think too, if you said that to Woody's Tim, too he'd be good. Like, Thank you. Woody's yeah. too good. He reminds us how how much bad people we. I'm are. sorry. For some reason, I keep. I always keep thinking right. you haven't seen them, but you have. No, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Watch it again. Watch yeah. again. Like it this time. Okay. I did. <laughs> but that is really awesome that you get to do that. Yeah. No, I did see the first ten minutes of this at CinemaCon, so it is very much. So far from what I see in the first 10 minutes, it's very much a Woody story. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, uh, I like, but I always liked Buzz. He was always true to himself and it was yeah. hard for him. I liked to... Buzz as a kid just because I like yeah. everything space. Oh, so I get it. So yeah, I'm very excited for this guys. I won't be there next week though to find out. So if I do see Shaft, <laughs> you'll have to just wait on my. <laughs> we'll be waiting eagerly. Be waiting <laughs> eagerly for what I think of Shaft. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we won't be there next week. So you'll just get the the two gentlemen here at the we'll table. We'll come up with a fun yeah, we'll show. Figure out, we'll figure out something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll be a great time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. then after that, it's on, guys. Cool. I, I right. can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, everybody, call your dads. Tell them you love them. Yep. Father's Day yes. weekend. Happy take Sunday. them to a movie. Don't forget. Take them to see Shaft. Take them to see Men in Black International, if that's to. their thing. Take them to see Booksmart or... Detective Pikachu. Just treat him to something. To a movie. Grill (laughs) Grill some meats. Would be a good dad movie. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I like. Okay. Yep. I was right. Detective Pikachu is still in the theater. Go see that one. That's a good. That should have been played. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all we have. Have a good weekend, guys. Take care. Until next time. Happy Father's Day.